Hello and welcome to the Sweet 16 edition of the Just Barely Trying podcast. Check one, two. Check one, two. I think we're good. We're good. All right, boys. What's, uh, how about we just go Brady, Jit, then me. First take on the um, first round. Well, um, kind of disappointing, I guess, overall as a weekend. Um, mm. Duke UCF was pretty awesome. There's a couple of decent games, but um, nothing too great. But I think this weekend's games are all going to be really, really good. So I think that it might end up being worth it because all the, like, nobody lost. All the good teams are still in it and they're all going to play each other. So I think that the first weekend was disappointing, but I think it's going to set up uh, nicely for the second weekend. Okay. Jit, thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, a little light on the madness, uh, a little too calm for my liking, mm-hmm. but this is still March. We are still in March, <laughs> so we got we got a pretty promising slate coming up this weekend, so I am ready to get back into the insane asylum that is March Madness. It is still March, that's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, I feel like everybody predicted it was going to be chalk this year, and that's pretty much how it's gone. So, chalk. Um, Even like the one upset was UC Irvine over Kansas State, and everyone picked that. And if you listen to this podcast, you almost knew the exact score like three A's in advance. That is true. So, true. not to brag, but listeners came very close to a free podcast. Almost got the free pod. Didn't yeah. happen. Lot, but sweat off our backs on that unfortunately, one. Unfortunately, you know? yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it was not to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, you're, I mean, you hit it right on the, right on the head there. Duke UCF was probably the most exciting game. Um, but everything else, I don't know. There weren't that many, like, exciting moments either. Yeah, all the games Saturday night were blowouts. Yeah, John Morant was fun. Yeah, that's true. That was like one day, though. It was like one game. And they got blown out by Florida State. Um, Auburn just drilling Kansas was pretty fun. That was pretty crazy, yeah. All, both of Auburn's games were interesting because they kind of should have lost to New Mexico State. Yeah. And then they beat Kansas by, like, 40. I'm pulling up the first-round scores. I'm trying to see if I – I mean, Liberty beat Mississippi State, but everybody kind of called that, too. Right, that was, yeah. That was a popular upset pick. Um, that's really it. Nevada, I guess that's kind of – But they know. never – you know, with Nevada, nobody really knew how good they were, so – no. Well, it turns out they were trash all along. Turns out they weren't very good ever. Yeah. So, Shocker. All right. You guys want to pick them? Yeah, let's pick them. Let's, let's um, do it. So, I'm looking at the East, which I think is – I don't know. I, I, I was kind of talking about this today. I think that literally every region, almost every Sweet 16 game is really, really interesting. Um, Duke, Virginia Tech – is that's going to be Friday night. Virginia Tech already beat Duke without Zion, and it was at Virginia Tech, so but I was part of it. They were missing their best player, too. This is true. Correct. That is true. I Did you guys see the buzz, like the Infinity War trailer that Virginia Tech released? No, did they really? Did yeah, they made, like, they made like a parody of the Avengers trailer where like <laughs> Duke was Thanos, <laughs> and they were the Avengers. I like so Buzz it's Williams. Pretty, it's pretty dope. I like Buzz Williams a lot. Yeah. I think they can beat Duke. I don't know if I'd predict it, but I think they can beat Duke. I definitely I mean, they obviously they can. They already did. But, like, it's just you know that Duke's going to run and Virginia Tech will run with them. 
Well, I definitely think UCF kind of showed the playbook on how to beat Duke. Pack it inside. Guys noticed they basically were doing like a, they would have Taco Fall guard Trey Jones, but like you basically just stay in the paint mm-hmm. and dare Trey Jones to shoot because he's like a below 30% three point shooter. Yeah, they were playing way off of Trey Jones. I mean, that's, I think that's the thing on Duke because if you don't have a crazy amount of turnovers, they're not a good shooting team. I was going to say, if they don't go nuts from three, then you're going to have a chance to beat them. Yeah. And I mean, that's UCF pretty much exposed them because, yeah, they just packed it in the paint and, I mean, it might just come down to is Duke hitting their threes or not. Um, but That's exactly what it comes down to. I mean, you have to have a little bit of athleticism. You can't just like, you know, play a two-three zone, right? Although Syracuse plays a two-three zone, Syracuse beat them. But just like, if they're not going nuts from three, they're going to give you a chance. I mean, UCF's good, and obviously Taco Fall is insane. But they still lost eight games in the regular season, and they played in like the American. So it's not like they're yeah, you know the sleeper team that nobody knew about. They're an okay team. Yep. Duke shot 40% from three, and they should have gotten beat. They also can't shoot free throws, which no one's talking about. They Zion's shot... not a good three-point sh- or free throw shooter. None of them are. They shot 58% from the line. I got the box score pulled up in the UCF game, so they're beatable. I still think they'd be Virginia Tech, but it wouldn't shock me um, to see Virginia Tech do it. But I'm still picking Duke. I agree. Yeah, I'm going to also say that Duke goes on. I mean, I have them – I think it's no secret that they're the heavy favorite, like, for the whole tournament. So, yeah, they should win it. But it's not like it's some of the teams they've had before where, like, it's got to be the perfect storm to beat them. If they're missing threes, you can beat them. True. Yep. Okay. Um, the LSU-Michigan State game. I'm, I, taking, I'm taking LSU. Yeah. I mean, they have some momentum right now. Um and it's just funny because of, you know, the coach being in trouble and all the drama that's going on around their program. And it would be hilarious if they got to the Final Four or whatever and had it taken away. They <laughs> Did you guys see where Dickie V called into that Louisiana radio show and lost it on those guys? I didn't hear it. I heard what? talking about it. He called in, like, I guess they are asking about the tournament. And, like, his first thing he said was to talk about Rick Pitino. Cause of course. Of course. Right. And then, like, uh, he got mad about Will Wade. And then uh, one of the guys in the show said that D- uh, Dick was being a hypocrite. And he lost but He's like, don't you call me a damn hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was – he's like, you'll fight me on your show and call me a hypocrite. Like, he was hysterical. Yeah. So, yeah, Dickie V's officially lost it. But uh, – He has. Yeah, I, I like LSU in this matchup, too. Michigan State has not impressed me at all. And I think LSU has the horses to run. LSU is just a bad matchup for anybody, honestly. Like, they have a really good point guard. They have a really good shooting guard. And then Nazarene is like 16 and he shoots a three. Yeah. And the guy plus is uh, most college Water, are dead. Waters is healthy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. playing. He hit the yeah. game on uh, Saturday. Yeah, he walked. I, I take him. Yeah, he did walk. Um, but I'll take him over that Cassius guy for Michigan State. So I would, too. And LSU, I mean, honestly, I think Michigan State, and I don't know, I've watched Michigan State play very much, so maybe I'm wrong about this. They feel like they're a less good Kentucky, and LSU was kind of a matchup nightmare for Kentucky. Yeah. And so I think that translates. I think LSU beats them. And then LSU-Duke, that, LSU, I think, I think LSU can win that game. 
I don't think Michigan State can be Duke. I don't believe that. Oh, I agree. I agree. No, but I either. believe LSU could definitely be Duke. I think they could too. So I, I hope for America's sake that LSU wins because I think they would actually give Duke a, a good matchup. LSU making the Final Four would be hilarious. It would be. Yeah, that I, I would enjoy that. Um, okay, Gonzaga, Florida State. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I accurately predicted Florida State versus Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Did you know? Uh, not to brag, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I have Florida State over Gonzaga, and I'm going to stick to my guns. I think Florida State beats Gonzaga. Um, fun fact, I was I went to the barber yesterday to get a haircut, nice. and a guy there, we had some barber barbershop talk, you know? Oh, yeah. Nice. Got um, dudes. Yeah. One of the guys there was like, hey, did you know there's a guy that has a perfect bracket so far? Which I imagine there's probably a lot of perfect brackets. They were saying the thing I read was like it was the first one this late in the tournament since like 2005 or something like insane. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just what I read. That that could not be true at all. But still. I don't know. Maybe it – I don't know. But um, he said there's a guy that has a perfect bracket. And he has Gonzaga winning it all over Kentucky. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That would be – I don't want to say I'd take it, but, there's, you know, it's a lot worse. I would definitely not take it. To get to the final and be like, oh, we got Gonzaga and then lose, I would lose my mind. I don't think we're losing to Gonzaga if we make the final. Same. But I'm going to take Gonzaga. Um, I think – I don't know. They – they have some player. They have some star power. Um, I know Florida State is long and athletic, but I just feel like Gonzaga is going to pull it out. I'm going to go Gonzaga too. Um, it, it's in California. A revenge factor. Florida State beat them in the Sweet 16 last year. Beat Gonzaga. Um, and I think Florida State they're athletic, but Gonzaga is more athletic than people give them credit for. And Florida State usually has a game in the tournament where they totally shit the bed, and they haven't had it yet. So I'm predicting that, that one guy in Gonzaga is really good. Uh, Clark, I think is his last name. Well, they have Brandon Clark and Hachimura that yeah. are really good. Well, yeah, Brandon Clark had like a 30 point game in the very first game of the tournament or something like that. He played well against Baylor too. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Gonzaga. So, but I I'm going Florida State. I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. I think um, Texas Tech-Michigan, the other game in that region, mm-hmm. that game and the Virginia-Oregon game are the only two Sweet 16 games that don't really interest me that much. Like, the rest of the games, I think, are good, like, interesting matchups. And then Texas Tech-Michigan, this doesn't really do it for me. Texas Tech-Michigan has 54-52 to 52 written all over it. For yeah, me. no, it definitely does. Like, I just see that being a slugfest that's ugly. Really? Yes. See, I'm, I'm not gonna say. I think the opposite. I think it's just gonna be a normal game. Like, I don't know. I don't think it, there's gonna be a blowout. I don't think it's gonna be close. I think, I think Texas Tech wins over Michigan. I would agree uh, with that. But I think they win like by like seven, and they lead pretty much the whole game. Like that's that's just how I feel. I think it's gonna be boring, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I like Texas Tech's coach. And their, I think their offense is pretty solid. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Michigan, but I, I mean, you could talk me into Texas Tech. I, I, I like John Beeline. That's really my only reasoning for that. But I, I mean, Chris Beard's a good coach, too. I think that Texas Tech is, I mean, they're obviously good. It wouldn't shock me if they won. I'm going Michigan, but you could talk me out of it. I'm not, 
I don't have a strong opinion on that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Louisville region, that actually worked out really well because three of the four teams are really close. And yeah. Tennessee travels really well. I don't know about Purdue and Virginia. I assume that they're going to travel well because they're good. But right. that, that kind of worked out pretty well for the city, I feel like. Yeah. Um, the Virginia-Oregon game, is like, is Oregon good? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say no. But all I know is Bo Vol. Like, that's the only thing I know about Oregon. And he hasn't even played in like six months. So They're point guard. So Peyton Pritchard's their point guard, I think. And he's pretty good. I believe you. And they had a dude in their last game who had seven blocks. So apparently, like, they're, they're a good defensive team. But Virginia is also a good defensive team. And I just – I don't see it happening for the Ducks. I yeah. A quack, quack, quack all the way home. Well, I mean, they, they they beat Wisconsin 72-54, and they beat UC Irvine 73-54. So they only uh, give up 54 points a game. There you go. That's just math. That's just stats, yes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Virginia, I just do not believe in them. Uh, until – they're. Did you say they're kind of like the Villanova? Like how you, you know, whenever Villanova was in the tournament, you're like, I don't believe in them. And then yeah, they I got two titles. I, I got to see it. I don't, I, I agree. I don't believe in them either. I don't really believe in that anyone besides Tennessee is capable of beating them in this region, but that's more of a commentary on the region than it is Virginia. Right. I, you know, I got to see them make a Final Four before I believe. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to pick them to beat Oregon, but um, I just I don't believe in them. I, yeah. You picking Tennessee to beat Purdue? I don't know because they have had some close games. Purdue sneaky. Yeah. Purdue sneaky. Carson Edwards is good. Confirmed baller. Yes. And um, they, they score more than people realize. I think because they're a Big Ten team and it's Purdue, people just assume that they score like 50 points a game. And they also have the ugliest uniform colors of all time. And that makes Maybe you – Maybe this color scheme. That makes you think they're slow so they don't yes. score a lot of points. That's but right. they put it on Villanova. And Villanova's not great, but they shoot a lot of threes, which is not very Big Ten-like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see them beating Tennessee. I don't – I don't know if I see it enough to pick it. But I can see it happening. And Tennessee was flirting with disaster last week, too. Twice. Right, yeah. Um, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to say Purdue beats them. You're picking Purdue? Wow. Ooh, that's a big, bold statement. I'm going to say it. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm not brave enough to go there with you. I think I have to go. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Volunteers, as much as it pains me to say that. But um, I don't know. I guess I'll pick Tennessee, too. But I'll probably regret it because Purdue will beat them, and then you'll be the only one that's right. But Tennessee is not inspiring a lot of confidence, really, since the Kentucky game. Auburn drilled them. Colgate had them down, I think, you know, maybe like two, but still in the second half. And then Iowa, like, what the hell was that? They just completely fell apart. Yeah. I mean, that's – I didn't get to watch it. I don't know what I was doing. But, um, like, was it on Rick Barnes? Like – should he have I done mean, anything? they were up at one point in the first half. They were up 44-19. And then, I mean, Iowa brought it back fairly soon in the second half. I think 
the game was like close to tie with like eight minutes left, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I think it took longer than that for them to tie it up. And I don't know if Iowa ever actually took the lead. I think they had foul trouble. Admiral Schofield was on the bench for a lot of – like I saw most of the second half, and he was on the bench for a lot of it. And so there was like apparently some reports that they were like fighting on the bench and stuff. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, apparently Schofield okay. benched himself for the entire overtime. Ooh. Or why. I – find that hard to believe that he just pinched himself. Well, he didn't play the entire overtime. That is – He definitely didn't play. True. That's true. Well, All right. I do not uh, – I don't salute that, Admiral. I don't – hey. Oh, hey. There you go. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That was nice. That's a headline grab. <laughs> uh, um, Midwest region? The best region. The best region by far of the tournament. Um, Carolina-Auburn, thoughts? That's the best game. Um of the Sweet 16, in my I opinion. Agree. I agree with that. I think that's going to be – if Auburn is hitting threes, that could game could literally be in the hundreds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if they're hitting – if they're not hitting threes, then they're going to keep shooting them and it's going to be blowout. But if they are hitting, they – like, they looked like the Warriors in the first half against Kansas. It was <laughs> unreal how good they looked. Yeah. I mean, they – and they did that against Tennessee, too. Like, Pat – Getting fast breaks and passing up layups to shoot threes is yeah. like nobody does that. <laughs> no, nobody does that, especially in college. And Austin Wiley for Auburn can give Carolina problems. Yep. Like their guards, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would say their backcourt's better than Carolina's, but it's definitely at least comparable. Yeah. Um, but Austin Wiley is is good, and I don't know who. Maybe it's just me not knowing Carolina as well. I don't know who you put on him if you're Carolina. Like, he's a problem. I think it comes down to, I think, if Auburn hits, like, 15 threes, I think they win this game. Oh, yeah, but I would say that for sure. Oh, absolutely. If they, if they shoot, like, seven for 30, I don't, I don't see it. So, really, yeah. it's like Brady said. It comes down to Auburn shooting. Because they're not going to stop either way. Because Carolina's going to score. That's what Carolina does. And score fast. And Auburn wants to play that kind of pace. So, that is what I like about Roy Williams. Um, they're going to play their style, like, regardless of yeah, the other team, which true. I respect because there's been years where, like, this year where they're really good and it works for them. But there's been other years where they haven't been as good. Like, you know, 2015, they came in a rub the year that Kentucky, you know, went 38-1. And they still tried to run, even though there was no way they were going to win that way. Yeah. Like, they're still going to try to play their style, which I respect because, you know, you see a lot of coaches that, you know, Patino when he was at Louisville, the only time they would try to run is if he thought they had the better team. If not, they it was a 50-45 to 45 game, and it was just brutal. So, I, I don't know. I respect coaches that will try to run, you know, regardless. Bruce Pearl's yeah. the same way, by the way. They could start 0 for 12, and they're not going to stop shooting threes. So Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm sure ESPN will have the cameras on the coaches on the sideline because they can both get animated. Oh, yeah. That's a great, that's a great game for a coach's camera, for sure. If you're ever going to do it. Oh, yeah. Bruce Pearl and Roy. All right, let's get to the marquee matchup. Cats. Cats and Cougs. I'm going to say it's going to be ugly. Um, it's not going to be fun. Especially if we don't have PJ. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the latest on that? We still don't know. So, supposedly he was getting his cast taken off today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Cal has a media thing tomorrow. So, I'm sure there'll be some sort of update tonight or tomorrow morning. Because there was some rumor flying around that uh, Seth Davis 
was saying on Sunday, like he heard that he's going to be out for the rest of the tournament. And there's other people who are saying like, no, he thinks he's going to play this weekend. So, I mean, no I, mean I don't know. Nobody knows. And the only thing that pisses me off is just like random people online that act like they know. Like you don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. Like there was a guy at work today and he was like, oh, he's, he's out for the tournament. He ain't playing. Like you don't know that. You have no idea if he's going to play or not. Or are you PJ Washington? Like, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but neither is anybody else. I think so they can still be Houston without him. I think they definitely still can, but it's definitely – I think I agree with Tyler. I think it'll be an ugly, low-scoring game because mm-hmm. Houston's thing is defense, and that was – crappy. Our offense has not been well, – our offense wasn't great against Wofford. Um, so, this is the last game we can win without P.J. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Unless, unless Auburn beats North Carolina, then I could see us beating Auburn without him. Yeah, assuming that doesn't happen. Um, just curious – have you all heard any rumors on how PJ hurt his foot? I've heard a rumor, but I don't know I mean, if I buy it. Everything I've heard was that like it was at the end of the Tennessee game. Okay, I don't buy that one bit. Oh, um, no, I don't. I don't buy that at all. Because how could he injure it at the end of the Tennessee game, um, and us not really see anything or him like leave the game, but magically the next week the pain level is a ten out of ten. And he has a cast on. Like I don't believe that. What, right. what, what are you? What are you saying here? Tom? No, no. I, I'll give you. I heard something today at the at the water cooler. So, you heard the thing about oh. him like kicking the something in the locker room. I heard that he had an encounter with the wall. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, which would not shock me. He pulled a LeBron. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he did that. Like. He's obviously pissed after they lose, so he's going to – like, it's Gosh. reasonable to think he could kick something. But that also just – like, kicking a wall hard enough to, like, seriously injure your foot to where, like, it's a 10 out of 10 on the pain scale. Yeah. I mean, he would have had to kick that pretty damn hard. I don't yeah. buy that he's 10 out of 10. I don't know how he did it, but I don't Me buy neither. that he's 10 out – like, he is – he's pretty animated on the bench for a guy that's 10 out of 10. Exactly. And I, you know – I think he's hurt. I don't know how he did it. I hate the rumor also that he's, you know, that he's sitting out for the NBA or whatever. Like that, that's false. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make the guy played with three broken fingers last year. Like if he can play, he's going to play. Yep. Yeah. Um, Man, I I think UK pulls it out, but uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't, I don't know. I um well I wouldn't shock me to see Kentucky win this game by ten or twelve points. Whoa. I'm not gonna predict it. I think they're gonna win by five or six. But it's I don't know. And this could come back to totally bite me in the ass, but it's Houston. Yeah. But it's Houston. It's Kelvin Simpson. They have a couple of really good guards. And who do they have that's gonna guard it's the same shit as Wofford. Except they don't shoot the ball as well. Like who's yeah. gonna guard Reed Travis? Yeah, their front court's definitely not. They really don't have anybody. I mean, their leading rebounder is one of their guards. If they don't so, go nuts from three, then Kentucky's Kentucky's better at every position. They have a better coach. It's the, almost the same thing as the Wofford game to me. If they go nuts from three, they might beat us. If they don't, they're really going to struggle. And if PJ plays, which I don't know if he will or not, but if he does, then they really then they're really going to struggle. I I think that the Carolina game scares me, but I think they. I don't know if it's how pretty it's going to be, but I think they win on Friday. Okay. That's uh, 
Well, uh, I want to talk about – I want to get on my soapbox real quick. Okay. Jump on it. Hit. Um, Preach, Brother Tyler. I'm going to talk about referees real real fast. Go for it. Because I think – Love them. I, I hate, like, you know, people who criticize the fans. They're like, oh, you're just mad because you lost, um, you know, whenever people criticize the refs. Like, it – it just gets on my nerves um, because referees, especially in college basketball, are inconsistent, um, and it changes from regular season to postseason. Yep. And I see that in basketball, um, like the NBA, because you'll see James Harden in the regular season shoot 20-plus free throws a game, and then when it gets to the postseason, he shoots like five, and the Rockets suck. So, like, there's a ton of examples like that. Like, you can get away with murder in the postseason in NBA. Um, And I think it's more physical in the postseason in college, too, um, with the exception of the Kansas State-Kentucky game last year in the – what was that, Sweet 16 or Elite 8? Yeah, Sweet 16. Sweet 16, yeah. Where they called literally everything. Every step was a foul. And that's the inconsistency. Yep. Well, and the thing is, too, they change it from half to half. Exactly. Like, the same game, like, the first half, they won't call anything. And then the second half, after the coach is bitch enough, yep. they'll start calling ticky-tack fouls on everybody. I mean, they they just – they don't know what they're doing is the thing. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And I agree with Tyler, what you said, where people get mad at the fans for complaining about it after you lose. And it's like, you can acknowledge that your team lost the game on their own while also acknowledging that the officiating was horrible. Because it was horrible in the Wofford game. It was right. awful. There was a blatant double dribble literally right in front of the official. Mm-hmm. And nothing. And oh, then people and James call in. gets on there and is like, I'm not sure what Cal's mad about. And it's like, dude, it was a double dribble. Oh. <laughs> the building saw it. Commentators are a whole – we can get into that some other time. I don't want to get uh, into that. It's a good offseason topic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> – there needs to be something done. And – uh like the NFL, I don't, have you seen like what they said about all the rule changes and stuff? Because uh, like the Saints playoff where there was no um, pass interference called. Yeah. So they're like trying to get all that organized and they're like, well, maybe we should just have better referees. And it's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And the thing is in college basketball, it's not going to get any better because they won't hire any full-time officials. Right. Like they're not full. These guys are like part-time like – they all have regular jobs. There's nothing wrong with that. Roofers, yeah. <laughs> but when you have this much money, and which none of it's going to the players, so there's a lot of money out there, and this whole thing, this giant tournament, and then, you know, you said roofing. Like the Kentucky-Carolina game two years ago is the best example of where the guy was a roofer and everybody ruined his business. Why do you have a part-time roofer doing Kentucky-Carolina yep. in the Elite Eight? I mean, how hard is it to hire? I mean, they could do like 50, hire 50 full-time refs, and they work the tournament. Yeah. Or they even work the last three rounds of the tournament. Like, it, it's just, there's no, there's 300 teams in D1. So, on any given night, there's 150 games if everyone's playing. Times three refs, that's 450 officials. There's no way to regulate that. And every conference has different rules and different points of emphasis. So, there's no way to do it. And until they decide to, like, hire some sort of group to officiate the refs, then you just need to go into the game knowing this is going to be horribly officiated. And that sucks. But that's like the reality is you just know going into it, they're going to make two or three calls in this game 
that make absolutely no sense. I would I would like the idea of them just having referees specifically for the tournament. That would be an interesting idea because you would only need like what like you wouldn't need that many, a hundred maybe. Yeah, maybe it's not like they don't have the money to do that. Oh, they, they have money. They play in the same site, so exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's it's you're right. It changes half to half, and there's no consistency, and it's just. And there's no accountability because they don't have to answer for it. And they still don't know what a block charge is. That oh, never gets called no, That's another topic is that yeah. I wish they would just eliminate the block charge. But Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Um, but the only – the literally only saving grace is it's horrible for everyone. Right. Like, there's bad calls. Like Saturday, there were some horrible calls on Kentucky. There were some horrible calls on Wofford. What, what I thought was weird, I don't know if you all thought the same thing. It looked like – we were getting called for things that weren't fouls, and then when we were fouling people, they weren't calling it. Oh, there was one play where Reed Travis absolutely fouled. Yeah, he drilled game. that guy. And like I thought for sure it was going to be an and one. They didn't call anything. I was like, well, all right. But then, you know, like you said, like they'll recall other things, fouls. I called – that one guy, Wofford, got like three offensive fouls drawn, and like none of them were offensive fouls. That's Right. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. No, I, I agree because there were some, some points in the second half when uh, – um, the guy guarding Ashton, like, it was just, like, out in the middle of the floor. Like, he got a block called on him. And I was like, you can literally call that every play. Like, that's – there's no difference between this possession and, and the last possession. Um, the, yeah. The, so. the best thing you can do in college basketball for officiating is have a reputation as a physical team. Because if you have that reputation going in, they will not call fouls on you. Uh, Louisville, 2013. Yeah, Tennessee now. Like – they have the reputation of a physical team, and so you're allowed to get away with more. And it's just – if you're a shot blocker, like if you're Anthony Davis, you can get away with a lot more fouls than someone who doesn't have the reputation of being a shot blocker. Yeah. And it's because they – I don't know, because they're too busy putting on roofs or whatever to actually do their job. But, it, you know, your reputation dictates the kind of calls you get, which is not how it should be. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're at the 30-minute mark, so we got to hit the much-anticipated – Women's Sweet 16 bracket. Yes, as, yes, yes, we do. Yes, I have the do. bracket pulled up right here. Uh, as do I. Uh, All right, nice. So let's just uh, let's just jump into it. Let's roll, <laughs> let's let's roll through it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Baylor, South Carolina. Who you got? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Baylor. I mean, I'm I'm going with Baylor, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, South Carolina's coach and Matthew Mitchell don't get along. Uh, uh, so I don't like her. So I'm going with Baylor. Well, you know what? That that's probably why they put uh, Kentucky and South Carolina in the same region because they wanted a head-to-head matchup. They wanted the matchup. The yep. selection committee's at it again. And there you go. Storylines don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going Baylor. Same. And then I'm and then I'm, uh, I'm going Iowa over NC State because NC State beat Kentucky, so they're out. Well, I saw some of that uh, NC State Kentucky game, and I'm going NC State. Oh, okay. Very nice. Jed, who you got there, NC State or Iowa? Uh, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of the NC State uh, women's Wolfpack this season. Ooh. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with them. They've uh, they've been consistent this year. Um, just a tough, gritty team. Um, yeah, no, no, no whole lot to say there. I'm, uh, I'm writing down these winners. So, when we come back for the final four pod, um, we'll see if we were right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, Jit's right. NC State, they don't mind to, you know, put their hair up and uh, 
take the nails off. You know what I no, mean? No, they don't. They don't. They don't care about that. They don't. All right. Who who we got next? Mississippi State and Arizona State. This is. It doesn't say where it is. This is right, in Port- this is in Portland, Oregon. This is in Portland, Oregon. All right. So there's no. Okay. Oh, Oregon. Oregon has the home court advantage there in that second game. They do, but Mississippi State is a powerhouse. Yeah, they're really good. They the first round game. I mean, I know there's a like the 16 seeds in women's like they're not that good. Um, Mississippi State's first two games they won 103 to 46. Jesus. And then 85 to 61. Um, and Arizona State didn't get above 60 points in their first two games. So, yeah, I agree with I agree with that. I'm going with the Bulldogs as well. Yep. Um, and then I'm going Oregon. Speaking of blowouts in the first two rounds, 78 to 40, and then they beat Indiana 91-68. So, give me the Ducks. Give me the Lady Ducks. Quack, quack. Right. Yeah, quack, I, quack. I'll agree with that. Um, yeah, we'll get a 1-2 match up there. There you go. That'd be nice. Um. Notre Dame. I picked Notre Dame's my pick to win it all. So I'm I'm sticking with the Irish there. Okay. Uh Notre Dame is Notre Lame to me. So Whoa. I'll take Texas A and M. Oh wow. Jet with the um, Hey. <laughs> I'm let the, call, let, the, let the ball bounce the way it will. All right. Let's just see let's see what happens. I'm gonna have to go with you know what? Yeah, Notre Dame. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. They look really good, I think. They are really good. So, all right. We got a we got an 11 seed. Um, wow. Yeah. Missouri State against Stanford. I'm still going Stanford. Yeah, I'm going to go with Stanford as well. The I women's think... tournament's always chalk. Like, as yeah. chalk as the men's tournament is this year, that's how the women's tournament I think, I think Cinderella gets her slipper broken this weekend. Okay. You know what? No. Oh, oh, Missouri State. What are, are they? The what are they? The Bruins? The Bears? Where are they? They're the Bears. Yeah, they're gonna win. Wow, they are gonna win. That's a bold prediction. Yeah. Hey, all right. What we're about? Um, Louisville, Oregon State. Where is where's this game? Do you have that? Yeah, it's in Albany, New York. Uh, ooh. Oh, uh, UConn. UConn's yeah. got the home court there. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm picking UConn to win the region. Louisville already beat them this year, and they're going to have home court. So I'm going with the Huskies for the whole region. Well, do you have – so you have Louisville beating Oregon State? Yeah, I think Louisville beats Oregon State and then loses. Same. Okay. Louisville, I've watched them play. They are good. Yes, they, are they, are. they are very good. But I, I think UConn beats them. I'm gonna, you know what? Yeah, I think they actually be UConn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you there, okay. sir. Okay. Oh. All right. You know what? Give let's let's give our final fours. So okay. We can, we can check our work. Go for it. Next you week, go, you can go first. I'm going. That's gonna be all chalk. Baylor, Mississippi State, uh, Notre Dame, and actually, this isn't chalk. UConn. Going UConn over the Lady Cards. All right. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Baylor, Mississippi State. Ah, I think Missouri State loses to Notre Dame. Good choice. And actually, I'm going to go – I'm going to say UCLA out of that region. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm saying they're upset city. Nice. Yep. Way to go on all in there. I'm going to say Stanford, Louisville, Mississippi State. Okay. And what's the other region there? Um, you need it's, uh, that one, the Baylor one. Yeah. And I'll go with NC State. Oh, wow, the Wolfpack. Hey, it, it would make Kentucky look good. It would. That is the total basis of my pick. So, all right, all right. Those are our women's final four picks. Yes, we are an all-inclusive podcast. We sure are. Yeah, we sure are. Yeah. Let someone say that we don't care about women's sports now. Yeah, let it, let them say that. Oh, I dare them to. You can't. You can't do it. You just can't. <laughs> yeah, the haters and the losers, of which there are many. Yeah, and we'll be right back next week. Just with have our, to suck it with our with our <laughs> final four. <laughs> preview podcast live from Tampa Bay. We'll yes. be live from Tampa Bay. Oh, we'll be talking about Tampa. Dope. We'll be talking about Tampa Bay. I want to do. I want to do a Michael Avenatti podcast eventually because that was the greatest five minutes. Oh yeah. Well, we can talk yeah. about it real quick if you want uh, to. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Um, I mean, people are going to forget about it. So that was a well. very what a, what a journey there we went on for about five minutes. Very concerning fifteen minute period <laughs> where we thought that everything was coming crashing down. I don't. And did you see what came out today? His two people he tweeted about that, that Nike paid. Yeah. It was like Andre Ayton one. It was DeAndre Ayton and Bo Bo. <laughs> like Wait. they were already in the first one. Everyone already knew they got paid. Like that's what not was even... his, his phrasing was like. This is a groundbreaking uh, case. Like it's, it's going to shake the it, foundation. It looks of like basketball. It looks like he tried to extort Nike by saying DeAndre Ayton and Bo Bo got paid, which literally everyone already knew that. And nobody even cared. Everyone knew that last year, and DeAndre Ayton played the whole year. And but what, what it didn't matter? What team was he saying? Teams were like trying to pay him, or what? No, it was it Nike? Nike that Nike was paying their families like to go to Nike schools, basically, or trying to do what? Yeah, I mean, I was I was fully ready to defend Cal and just ether Coach K, which I'm glad I didn't have to come to that. Exactly, Coach K gets by on skates today. Yeah, I don't. The Kentucky's in it, Duke's in it, like. But Mike, if you're listening to this, I am on to you. <laughs> he he is a big listener. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, coach Oops. frequently texts the show. Hey, when can I come on? I'm like, well, <laughs> well, coach, you know we got a busy schedule. I <laughs> mean, maybe the postseason with Adidas and Nike involved. You gotta say like, or you gotta think that Jordan's involved too, right? Oh yeah. If that were the case, but I I'll... feel like everyone would go to North Carolina. Because you know Jordan would like uh, Michigan. Okay. Michigan has Jordan. Oh, that's true. I think Houston actually wore Jumpman uniforms too. Okay. There's not like I don't think anything's going to come out of any of this. Because if it keeps going the way it's going, every major program is going to be in it somehow. Well, I mean, yeah, they've already. Yeah. I mean, some of those dudes have already been like tried in court that were initially linked in that report. And I mean, what are you going to? Nothing. I mean, what's the NCAA going to do? I mean, you can't ban all your good teams from the tournament, like, you know what I mean? So I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think anything's going to end up coming of it, personally. No, nah, I think you're right too. There's too much money involved. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. righty. Well, I think that wraps up our uh, Sweet Sixteen extravaganza. Nice. Um, yeah. Tune in next week. Um, is, is it going to be the Final Four? Oh my gosh. I know. You bet your, you bet your sweet ass it's going to be the final. It four. will be our final four preview. And you know what? It first it, ever. It won't be March. 
You're right. It'll be April. It'll be April. This is April. Yeah, I'm going to work on getting us credentials to cover the Final Four. So yes. stay tuned for that. Please do. Live from Minneapolis, our Final Four special. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks to the loyal listeners for tuning in. And okay. uh, tune in next week when we talk about – uh, I don't know. We'll, more, we'll talk, more basketball, more more men and women's. And how Kentucky's going to win the Final Four. We all talk about how great P.J. Washington looked this weekend. His, yeah. foot, looked, his foot looked great. So Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks all for right. listening, guys. Peace. Bye. Nah.